It's All Things 805, and we are connecting community, culture, and climate of Ventura County and beyond. I'm your host, Miss Allenette, and this show is part of the Allen Network, meaning you can listen to the show anytime as part of the Allen Network podcast. All you have to do to find the podcast is search Allen Network, A-L-Y-N-E-T-T-E, work on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, to name a few of the streaming platforms that the Allen Network podcast is available on. Wherever, whenever, however, and wherever you are listening right now, I am so appreciative. Thank you for tuning in to All Things 805 and spending part of your day listening to the show. Today on the show, we will be talking to the co-founders of Body Brain Train, Nikki Leanne and Gabby Cifuentes. They're certified personal trainers and kickboxing instructors, and they created Body Brain Train while working with their senior clients. And they focus on um, helping people work through Parkinson's and dementia as well. They're on the show today to talk about their programming, as well as to invite you out to their punch-a-thon that is Saturday, March 25th. So keep it here for my interview with Nikki and Gabby of Body Brain Train. Also on the show today, I'll give you the co-founder of Kids and Families Together that offers support for children and families, adoptive parents, foster or resource parents, and bio or kin family parents. She will share her story on how she got started and a very personal story about her own life as a child of adoption. So it's Women's History Month, so I got a show packed full of women today on All Things 805. So I'll have those interviews and the All Things 805 community calendar of events. Just a few things going on in Ventura County and beyond that you might want to get involved with. That and more coming up on All Things 805. But first, my interview with co-founders of Body Brain Train, Nikki Leanne and Gabby Cifuentes. They're next. You know, it is Women's History Month, so this is kind of cool having these two ladies in studio with me. Um, I have Nikki Leanne and Gabby Cifuentes. They're the co-founders of Body Brain Train. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having us. Yes. Hey, well, thank you for being here. Um, And I always start off my interviews on All Things 805 by asking people to give me a little bit about themselves from their own point of view. What do you want the listeners of all things 805 to know about you we'll start with you nikki um so my name's nikki i'm originally from brooklyn new york mm-hmm. you still I'm, have a little bit of yeah accent, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. uh it's never gonna die <laughs> <laughs> um i moved out here a, a, a long time ago uh to become a professional wrestler i did that for wow yeah. what, okay ladies did you what what wrestling squad were you in? So I was a lot. I was in a lot of indie. I did a lot of Mexican wrestling in, really? in Mexico. Wow! I, I did a lot of traveling. I was um, in the New Glow, Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Oh, love it! Wrestlelicious. Grew up on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I got to travel a lot, but you know, your body starts breaking down, and um, I wanted to kind of continue. I used to, I used to box mm-hmm. um, to stay in shape. So I wound up opening a boxing gym. And um, CKO kickboxing. And then kind of from there, we just rolled into this whole 
um, working with the senior community, Parkinson's community, and it kind of led us to to body brain train. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right. So what do you want the All Things 805 listeners to know about you, Gabby Sofuentes? Gabby Sofuentes. Am I saying it right? No, you're right. See, Fuentes. Like, see, yes, Fuentes. See, yes, Fuentes. 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 There you go. Don't mess me up. Uh, Well, I'm usually, well, originally from Texas, but I moved here a long, long time ago, and my whole family is Mexican. Mm -hmm. So I was raised there and here, which is weird. But that was the the clash of cultures. It was really good. So um, I used to be very, very... My actually, my uncles were very pushy about sports and stuff, but I didn't really like it. I actually did uh, dancing, uh-huh. so I was a professional dancer for a little long time. And then after that, I moved here and I kind of stopped. And then um, I got into MMA <laughs> way back when there were no females, and wow. I got beat up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that guys, that guys made sure that <laughs> I never came back. Uh-huh. So I was kind of like not heartbroken, but you know, it was like, oh man. So and then I came back into well, no, you know, I started like boxing a little bit. I did keep boxing a little bit, and I liked it. And then I ended up at CKO. <laughs> And then uh, I took it from there. Now I go to the gyms and I don't let anybody intimidate me anymore. All right. <laughs> so you came full circle. I right. came full circle. And then I, we got into the, you know, working with people with Parkinson's and dementia. And it, you know, combining the two, you know, um, boxing and knowing how good it helps people mm-hmm. with these neurological disorders. It's just because we relate boxing with fighting, uh-huh. right? With all, But it's such a great workout for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell me more about your experience and um, with body brain train. Like, what exactly is this? And um, yeah, just let the listeners of all things 805 know exactly what you guys your your focus is for this body brain train. So we um, originally had a lot of Parkinson's members come into CKO kickboxing and a lot of seniors would walk by. We have this breakfast place right by our gym and they'd see the workout and it would be like, oh, well, we want to do this workout as well. So, I mean, we kind of realized that senior fitness goes, a lot of people with Parkinson's are seniors. Right. So we kind of meshed it together. Um, and then it just kind of rolled out as, you know, seniors or Parkinson's people, no people with Parkinson's, no people with dementia, no people with Alzheimer's and seniors are super underserved. So you, right. we have non, we have so many yeah. amazing nonprofits in Simi Valley. We have for kids, for, you know, for, for single mothers, veterans, for, you know, veterans, but yeah. I feel like, especially with the pandemic, we, you know, Oh, All yeah. these seniors were so isolated yeah. and they, and they, you know, then they had the excuse of not wanting to come out of their house after right. the fact. <laughs> so um, we kind of put this together to really kind of recognize that we believe that movement makes miracles. And these and some of the seniors that come in now that are using walkers, it's not because it's not 100 percent of the exercise and the workouts, but it's more of the confidence and the mental with them. Ah. So I think we really gear towards like bringing the seniors together in a community like they like to isolate themselves so we really try to bring them together they make friends it builds confidence and they're moving and that's the most important do you feel like they like to isolate themselves or do you feel they're just isolated period because of their age and then you know as you age your friends start to 
age or yeah. go yeah. away, your family, you know, goes away as well. And, and what what do you find? It First, is that they were scared uh, because 2020 hit, right? Mm. And then everybody is like, oh, my God, no COVID. Everybody has to be isolated or because you're going to die. Yeah, That was like the fear, that fear of it. And then bringing those people out of that fear, like. No, I mean, you know, you might get COVID, you're going to be okay, yeah. right, without thinking that they're going to end up in the hospital and die. And then we are like, no, well, okay, so if you exercise, if you move, your immune system is going to be so strong. And they did, you know, they uh, they came out like bats out of hell, <laughs> trying to, you know, yeah. okay, now, you know, we need to move. And we saw some others that declined so fast. And actually, we lost one of our members oh. due to, you know, that specifically oh, isolation, isolation yeah. and oh. i'm sure is depression right because if you're isolated and you know you're if you lonely. don't yes. exactly mm-hmm. um so we lost one and we're like okay no this cannot happen again we're yeah. just gonna keep pushing and we're gonna keep bringing in and it has worked now they all want to go out and they want to socialize now they're not scared anymore of coming out we have a parkinson support group we just kind of were new on that. And um, they just want to be with everybody, you know, and they love each other. It's mm-hmm. just so, you know, it's so good to watch. I think it's very important for, you know, the senior community to have that type of socialization because it, it is very a very powerful connection between the mind and, you know, like when you're isolated and, you know, your brain just kind of goes and plays tricks on you you know what i'm saying it just goes and goes and goes and goes and and if you have no one to you know actually stimulate your mind or your brain or to be social then it does deteriorate it does it doesn't you know it's like any you know like your muscle and your body it's a muscle you know so if you're if you're not using it you know because you're just in there talking to yourself all day (laughs) right (laughs) i know i I spent a lot of time by myself as well you know yeah and i know what that is and and when you and sometimes you have this dire urge to be around other people so you guys are really giving you ladies are really given that experience and that opportunity so that's very valuable well nikki mentioned about you know some of them uh being like the confidence like the boost of confidence right Mm -hmm. but because sometimes they're like oh i cannot do that you know I don't look good enough or, oh, yes. you know, this and that. And when they come and they see other people, maybe in a wheelchair or maybe in a walker doing stuff and that, oh, okay. So if that person can do it, I can do it. So they just need to come out of that, you know, thinking uh-huh. or way of thinking of, I cannot do it. This is too hard for me. But then you see someone that has a hundred percent Parkinson's going up and down on the mat, right? Uh-huh. Doing a burpee or whatever. Oh, right. right? I can't even do it. <laughs> and then oh. someone that maybe is not that bad, like, oh my God, you know, no, I mean, I can do it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just that way of, when you're isolated, you don't see that. Mm-hmm. And then you also, see? like, dealing with the generation, too, is wild. Because yes. we had a, I had a woman that came into class and wrote me a very nice email about how boxing seems too masculine. (laughs) She can't do it. It's too masculine for her. She doesn't like how she feels with the gloves. Now she's doing our young shin swords. She's working with swords. She's hitting the bag. So it's just like that whole barrier of, you know, the whole boxing thing and the generational type thing of like, we've, we've realized like baby boomers are very like, I can't, or I need to get 
the best at it until I come in and perform. And right. it's, it's just we, we're learning a lot about the generation <laughs> as well. So in studio with Nikki Leanne and Gabby Cifuentes. <laughs> Say, yes. it, say it right? No, you are 100%. Oh, my that. God. <laughs> you, you looked at me like, Ugh. no, no, no. <laughs> and they are the co-founders of Body, ba- Brain, and Train, Body, Brain, Train <laughs> in yeah. Simi Valley. And where is your, exactly is your, your gym located? Could you said, or your space located? Could you said it's next to a breakfast spot? And I'm wondering <laughs> So uh, this is how, yeah. So we use a boxing gym called CKO Kickboxing. That's right. our gym. Uh-huh. Um, and we also have a space a few doors down. It's in the Target Center on Cochrane and Sycamore. Okay. Next to Trader Joe. Next yep. to Next to Eggs and, and things. things. Eggs and There right. you go. Okay. Everybody knows that. Yeah. I used to live in Moore Park for oh, years. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I live in Moore Park. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I would always be in Simi Valley all the time, you know. You guys have, actually, you ladies, you have an event coming up very soon. Um. And tell me more about this event that you have coming up. It's uh, the Punchathon, and it's Saturday, March 25th. Tell me about that. So we, the, our wonderful CKO members, have been raising funds for their heavy bags, a spot. So we have 40 heavy bags. They're each raising at least a minimum of $100 um, to get a spot in the Punchathon. A Punchathon's like a marathon. It's a 90-minute class. So they're just hitting the bag multiple trainers for 90 minutes. Um, so they've raised a, like a, an incredible amount so far. And then we have huge sponsors. We have Adventist Health, we have Sci-Fi Networks, mm-hmm. they'll be out there. Um, we have Romeo Echo, Romeo. we have Sunrise uh, Senior Living, and we're gonna have a fun zone and some food trucks. Yeah. Who are the food trucks? Food trucks, yes, <laughs> El Caporal. And they have uh, bomb Mexican food. So yeah, we need like, we need, to we bring clients, people. we need people to come and eat after the punchathon. We'll be <laughs> no, having a silent auction as well. Yeah, we'll raffles. raffles, and you can meet some of the amazing seniors and people living with Parkinson's. They're very inspiring. We're also having tikis, and tikis is like a shaved ice. <laughs> it's all about so, the food. yes, all about the food. <laughs> but no, but you know, we want to support. Like, they're also small businesses, yeah, so we want to support. Like, sure. everybody supporting everybody. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the punchathon for Body Brain Train is Saturday, March twenty fifth. It's nine a.m. to one. PM. So um, how can we get people involved? It's, it's not just we want them to come out, but what else right. can they do to help out the cause? So um, bodybraintrain.org mm-hmm. has all the if you want to be a sponsor or if you want to participate. You said all. You said all. The- it's, got, it's got all the information. <laughs> My mom from Brooklyn will be there yeah. helping out. Um, bodybraintrains.org. Uh, you can there's all there's the a donation there. button yeah. there you know a, you can donate click, click on that donate yeah. button if you can't make it <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh, make sure that you come on out for the body brain train punchathon it's Saturday March 25th 9am to 1pm um, and give me the website one more time where people can follow it's bodybraintrain.org okay go there make a donation or come out to the event to support thank you ladies so thank much you for thank you us. so much thank you Remember, we need to keep this program open, so we need funds. <laughs> oh, they need the shmoney. So come yes, on, guys. Yes. They need help to help dig the deep, seniors. Dig deep. Yes. For the senior community. Support the seniors. We all go in there soon. <laughs> A word. Facts. <laughs> and up next here on All Things 805 is the community calendar of events. Stick around for that.
it's time for the All Things 805 Community Calendar of Events. Just a few things going on in Ventura County and beyond that you might want to get involved with. Today, Sunday, March 19th, from noon to 2 p.m., there's a free community, there's a free community pickleball party going on at the Oxnard Tennis Center. There'll be pickleball drills and games, prizes and giveaways, drink snacks, and great music. That's at the Oxnard Tennis Center today, Sunday, March 19th, from 12 to 2 p.m., 801 Hobson Way in the city of Oxnard. For more information about this event, you can actually check it out on our Instagram page at all.things.805. And Kids and Families Together is doing their Spring Fling gift giveaway that will be held on April 1st. So they're holding a donation drive with a deadline of Wednesday, March 29th. What they need is things for spring baskets, like filled eggs for egg hunts, teen items, art supplies, summer activities, toys, personal and self-care items, household and cleaning products for Kids and Families Together's Heart to Heart program. If you would like to help out or donate, you can visit kidsandfamilies.org or call 805-643-1446, extension 108. Also, you can check that out on our Instagram page at all.things.805. Also today, Sunday, March 19th, is the Cruising for Education Car Show. The car show begins at 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. There'll be live music, awards, and vendors. 1800 Solar Drive in the city of Oxnard. Proceeds from this event will go back to the Oxnard Adult School. That's the Cruising for Education Car Show today, Sunday, March 19th, starting at 10 a.m. And the City of Port Wainimi's 75th Annual Anniversary Celebration Parade and Street Fair is Saturday, March 25th at Wainimi Beach Park, 550 Surfside Drive in the City of Port Wainimi. The parade begins at 10 a.m. and the street fair begins at 11 a.m. It's free admission and parking is free as well. There'll be live entertainment, a car show, pop-up museum, kids zone, adult beverages, cornhole and food trucks. For more information about the city of Port Wanimi's 75th anniversary celebration parade and street fair, please visit cityofportwanimi.org. And the 24th annual celebration of the whales is at the Channel Islands Harbor from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Sunday, March 26th. They'll be offering a concert in the park, an opportunity to paint a whale, chalk artists, shopping, and so much more. It's the 24th annual celebration of the whales at the Channel Islands Harbor, March 26th. For more information, you can follow at Channel Islands Harbor on Instagram. And save the date for Port Wainimi's Explorers Program's third annual Wainimi Beach Car Show. That's Sunday, June 4th, so it's a way out, but you need to mark your calendars now for a great car show. There'll be DJs all day long, food trucks, prizes, a vendor alley, and all proceeds will benefit the Port Wainimi Police Department's Explorer Program. For more information, visit phpdexplorers.org. And Sunday, April 2nd, is the Making a Difference Car Show at Pacifica High School, 600 East Gonzalez Road in the city of Oxnard. Car show starts at 10 a.m. All proceeds will benefit the AVID and soccer programs. For more information about this event, you can go to streetsofcali.com. And today, Sunday, March 19th, 
is the last day of the Point Magoo Air Show with the Blue Angels demonstration beginning at 3.15 today. The Point Magoo Air Show is located on the Point Magoo Naval Base, 311 Main Road in Point Magoo. And the Moorpark College Teaching Zoo presents their Spring Spectacular. It's going on two weekends, so today, March 19th, and next weekend, March 25th and 26th. Special hours and programs are from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information and for tickets, visit zoo.moorparkcollege.edu. And Thursday, March 23rd, from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m., there's comedy at The Haven at White Cells with Denise Carter and friends. The Haven at White Cells is located at 4308 Tradewinds Drive in the city of Oxnard. There'll be an incredible lineup of great comedians, including your host, me, Miss Alanette. Join us for Denise Carter and friends at the Haven at White Sales Thursday, March 23rd. Also on Saturday, March 25th, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., the Haven at White Sales is introducing their new brunch menu with bottomless mimosas at the Bacchanal Brunch Day Party, Saturday, March 25th, from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. I will also be your host for that event. We have special guest Tony Baker coming. That's 4308 Trade Winds Drive in the city of Oxnard. The Bacchanal Brunch is at the Haven at White Sales, Saturday, March 25th. And that's a this and Saturday, April 22nd, the Ventura Black Sheep Motorcycle Ministry is bringing you their second annual Wheels of Hope Downed Rider fundraiser. There'll be vendors, food, live music, and your opportunities to win. You can also win a 2021 HD Touring Limited Harley-Davidson. That'll be at Ventura Harley-Davidson, 1326 Del Norte Boulevard in Camarillo. The Ventura Black Sheep Motorcycle Ministry second annual Wheels of Hope Down Rider fundraiser is Saturday, April 22nd. That's a few things going on in Ventura County and beyond the All Things 805 Community Calendar of Events. If you have an event that you would like mentioned on the All Things 805 Community Calendar, please send an email to allthings805radio at gmail.com or feel free to send the information via DM to our Instagram page at all.things.805. And still on the way here on All Things 805 Radio is my interview with the co-founder of Kids and Families Together, Faith Friedlander. Keep it right here to All Things 805. We're connecting community, culture, and climate of Ventura County and beyond. I'm your host, Miss Allenette, and this show is part of the Allen Network. You should have been downtown. The people are rising. We thought it was a lockdown. They opened the fire. Them bullets was flying. Who said it was a lockdown? Goddamn lie. Oh my, time heals all, but you out of time now. Judge gotta watch us from the clock tower. Little tear gas cleared the whole place out. I'll be back with the hazmat for the next round. We was trying to protest and the fires broke out. Look out for the secret agents, they be planted in the crowd. Set a civil unrest, but you sleep so sound like you don't hear the screams when we catching beat down. Staying quiet when they killing, but you speak loud when we ride. Got opinions coming from a place of privilege. Sicker than the COVID, how they did them on the ground. Speaking of the COVID, is it still going around? Oh, won't you tell me about the looting? What's 
it really all about? Cause they throw away black lives like paper towels plus unemployment rate. What? 40 million now killed a man in broad day. Might never see a trial. We just wanna break chains like slaves in the south. Started in the north end, but we in the downtown. Riot cops try to block, now we got a showdown. Down. You should have been downtown. The people are rising. We thought it was a lockdown. They opened the fire. The bullets were flying. Who said it was a lockdown? Goddamn lies. Downtown, where I got popped with the rubber bullets. Cut the channel off the news for I lose nah. it I ain't even tripping if you with it then we lose nah. Let me put this Louie in the back of Suzuki Oh, he had to break it down so smoothly They gon' say it's not about race, but we moving Oh, pow, got the trade pound Had to put in my name, what should play now? Uh, any given day, I'll be headed to the pulpit Say a little prayer, matter of fact, I need two of them Ooh, only do it, only do it Ooh, this ain't 92, so we in the new rules Though we got hips, so we don't lose the projects It's all things 805, and we're connecting community, culture, and climate of Ventura County and beyond. I'm actually on location at Kids and Families Together in the city of Ventura. The address here is 864 East Santa Clara Street. They gave me a tour of the building, and I'm actually sitting across from the co-founder of Kids and Families Together, Faith Freelander. Hello. Hello. Uh, Faith, the first question I ask everybody that's on the show, what is something that you want to the listeners of All Things 805 to know about you, Faith Freelander? I think the first thing I want them to know is that when David and I started Kids and Families Together, and I would say it probably came more out of me in the beginning Mm -hmm. than David, it came out of a lot of passion and not a lot of knowing where I was going but I knew that this was the work that I wanted to be doing at that time in my life. We had launched our kids, mm-hmm. and we had we had moved to Ventura from Ojai. And it's just amazing to me that 23 years later, the things that we're doing, I could never have told you that that's what we would be doing, but I knew that it was important to do something with adoption, foster care, kinship care, I just knew that was important. And then it all unfolded. Um, Faith, now, I am a little bit familiar with some of your background, some of your story and history, but um, I would like for you to share with the listeners of All Things 805, like, why, why this work is so important to you and why you're so passionate about it? Right, right. Okay, well, first of all, I was adopted, and I was adopted in the whole closed system. I was born in 1946 Mm -hmm. and grew up in a really very loving home. Um, I had an older sister who was my parents' bio child, and then they adopted my brother, and then I was adopted in a whole different situation. Mm -hmm. But I was always the kind of kid that thought, wondered about things. Mm -hmm. And when I was growing up, I used to think a lot on, especially on my birthday, I, cause I always knew I was adopted. That was not a secret. And I didn't 
you know, it wasn't like we went around telling everybody, but I was given that information. And then the older I got, the more I understood what it meant. Mm -hmm. But I also knew that I shouldn't ask a whole lot of questions because most adoptees have loyalty issues. It's like you don't want to upset your parents, like have them think, well, of course you're my parents. But I still, I still did start somewhere else. So anyway, when I was, I was little, I used to always wonder if my birth mom thought about me on my birthday. And so I would ask some questions growing up, but not a whole lot, because I could just tell that it was hard for my mom. But, you know, she got better as I got older. Mm -hmm. um, Because what happened was in the 70s, in the early 1970s, all these adopted people like mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. started writing books mm-hmm. and they wrote books about how they they were born into the same system as me that you were supposed to once you were adopted you just go on with your life and you never think about where you came from huh. but that wasn't their experience so for the first time I didn't feel alone. I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one mm. who wonders about all these things. So I felt I ju- it, it, it was a beginning mm. for me. Now, at that point, I finally was able to convince my mom, my adopted mom, who's my mom, mm-hmm. you know, um, that she wasn't adopted. So she didn't know how it felt, and I wanted information. So I started asking her some things, and she slowly started telling me things. Opening up. And Mm -hmm. opening up. And I have to tell you, when she did that, I felt the closest that I ever have to Mm -hmm. my mom because Mm -hmm. I felt like she got it. She was seeing me. Mm. it, It was so not about trying to take anything away from her. Well, then, unfortunately, both of my parents died before I turned 30. Mm. And that was a, and they both died the same year. It was a really, really hard year. Love birds, huh? Really, yeah. Mm. Clearly. I mean, it just, it was such a hard time. So I was, I went into therapy, really big therapy, Mm. and did a lot of work on loss and grief and, also realizing that I did have a lot of feelings about losing my first mom, Mm. you know, that that was there. And so out of all of that, I started to realize that I did want to search, but I did it with a lot of care, and I had a really good support system, and I was in therapy through the whole process, and many times I would take a step forward, and then I'd need a lot of time, you know, I wasn't ready for the next step, and so I would stop, you know, I I would pick it up and go back and forth. Well, to make a long story short, it was, I did find my birth mom, Mm -hmm. and, and I... Anyway, bottom line is she did not want any connection. Mm. And so I, it was hard, but I knew I, when I did it, I did it with knowing that there were no guarantees and that that could be how she would be. What I did ask her, I asked her 
once to sit in my presence and for the two of us to just be together where I could ask her questions. Right. But she said no. And I wasn't at the time. I knew she had a family. I'd already figured that out. And I wasn't even, and I knew I was a secret. Uh And so I wasn't going to, you know, divulge her secret. I just really, really wanted to fill in some gaps. And to look into her eyes. Exactly. To look into her eyes. And see yourself. Exactly. Exactly. You've got it. You've got it. That's true. Mm -hmm. So she was not able to do that. And I had reached out and a couple of times over like, say, a 15-year period. And it became very, very clear it was not going to happen. And she was, in her mind, which was hard for me, was that she felt it was okay for her if she had wanted to search for me. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't okay for me to ever search for her. And from my perspective, it was like, but I'm not the one that caused the secret. I mean, I, yeah. you know, so, so, so that many made different, no sense. So many different levels to that. It's that generation of exactly. the, take it to the grave. Exactly, exactly. Children are to be seen and not heard. Right. All of those, all of those little cliches, but it's really, it, really it, true. It, it's really true. You're, that's a really good way of looking at it. It's like... You do as you're you do as you're told, mm-hmm. and you don't you don't really express feelings, and you know you just do as you're told. You are a therapist, correct? Right? You are a therapist. Where, when did you um, begin and get your license? How old? Uh, 1991. I was just like 40. After I got a certain amount of therapy, that really was changing my life. Uh-huh. Then I decided. I really want to go back to school and I want to become a therapist because I knew it would continue my own healing mm. and it would help me to be there for other people at the same time. So even that, it happened all organically from the inside out. Mm. So what happened then was I was done with mm. Kitty was my birth mom's name, and I wasn't ever going to reach out to her again. And I, you know, part of me was angry at how she had been towards me. But then another part of me, like, but she grew up Mm. at a time when women were so shamed. And I mean, sent away if you were pregnant. I mean, much less even having sex. I mean, outside of marriage, and then to get pregnant and have a bit. So I really had a lot more compassion for her when I thought about it. Now, I also knew I had a sister Mm. and two brothers. Mm. I had a half sister and two brothers. Well, at some point, my daughter and my husband, they were looking on Facebook and they were seeing my half-sister and thinking, you know, she looks really sweet. And, Mm. you know, so they had said something to me about, you know, well, what about connecting? My sister's name is Judy. I said, she was raised by that woman. You know, my... I don't think so. I'm, I said, I think I'm done with being rejected. Plus, I know there's no way that I do not think I was a secret. Mm-hmm. And do I really want to blow up a family and uh, what that could all be? Mm-hmm. Well, just before my, my daughter wrote a beautiful letter 
I mean, it was beautiful. And part of the letter that really made me cry was she wrote it to my sister, but she also said how she felt about me. And, and it was so loving. And I thought, I, if it never got sent, how wonderful my daughter feels this way about yeah. me. So they, so Aline had written this letter and said, I really want to send this. And just before she, and it was just before Mother's Day. Mm. It was the like the day before Mother's Day. But she had just, they had just checked and had seen on some obituary or something that my birth mom had died. Oh, wow. Had just so somehow that felt a little safer to me mm-hmm. because then I wasn't going to get in the middle of when them. The, and the family was already blown up. Yeah. So it, exactly. So now it blows up and then it's going to settle all back down. You might as well jump in there. <laughs> exactly. So that had happened. Well, yeah. my daughter sent this letter that arrived. You know, it was special delivery kind of thing. So, of course, my sister sees. At first, she thought, well, what? Is this just one of those, you know, things where they want, you know, they just want to make sure you open it, but it's really nothing. So she opens it, and she reads this letter that's saying, and it starts with, what I am going to share with you is going to be shocking. Hopefully, it will also maybe be exciting Mm-hmm. to you as well. So then she proceeds to say that I am their half-sister, that Kitty was my mom, where I was conceived, you know, the whole thing. And and she was in the military. I mean, all that. I have all our military wow. records. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't, it wouldn't be easy to really scam, but we know, right? Yeah. There's a lot of scammers. Yep. So her, she, fi- she couldn't get a hold of her brother, one of the brothers right at that time. So she called her daughter and her daughter said, oh, no, mom, I'm sure it's just a scam, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, there's so many scams. Well, in the meantime, then her daughter went and looked me up on Facebook and says she looks just, just like, like Nana. Mom. Just like. So then they began to think, ah, maybe oh, they're. Yeah. So what is the our face doing on this woman's face? Exactly. <laughs> so Judy and I, we were on a zoom like the very next day on mother's day they they all embraced me mm-hmm. i mean but you see that's the difference in generation yeah. i mean and and they had been raised by her and trust me they had had in many ways to be perfectly honest they said we think you might have gotten the better end of the deal you know i mean oh, because wow. she had some yeah. some stuff that was pretty hard to deal with mm-hmm. you know but she had not said anything well in the meantime I get very connected to my sister. The other thing is her whole life, she had two brothers and she always wanted a sister sister. and an older sister. And it's interesting because I always wanted a younger sister. I hated, I was the youngest growing up in my family. So we have this amazing relationship. Well, my mother, Mm -hmm. my birth mom had a younger brother who is my Uncle Bud, who's still alive, who's five years younger than her. Well, we did find out that she must have told her parents because he said he never told a soul. 
not uh-huh. even his wife, that he overheard them arguing in the other room. So he knew, but he said nobody ever said anything to him. So he never said a word. But anyway, so yeah. eventually they went and they told Uncle Bud. This was almost two years after I had already connected because everybody thought, oh, well, what if Uncle Bud can't handle it? Yeah. He's not in good health. I have to tell you, he was so excited about me. Mm. And then that summer, I went to see my Uncle Bud for the first time. And all I did was hold his hand and look into his eyes. And I mean, I and and he felt the same way with me because to him, it was like being with his sister. Right. And he loved his sister in spite of, you know, whatever mm-hmm. she had, you know, like everybody, she had good qualities. So to this day, my uncle, but I call him, I mean, he's not in very good health. I went out with my siblings in mm-hmm. December to see him, but he call, He always calls me now on my birthday. And this last time when he called me on my birthday and I was not available, so he left me a message, I'm never getting rid of that message. <laughs> Hold on to I mean, forever. I'm keeping it forever. So what you say is true. There's something about looking into somebody's eyes and seeing something of yourself. yourself. Yeah. yeah. That is so valuable. Wow. Yeah. I'm speaking with Faith Freelander. She is the co-founder of Kids and Families Together. What a journey. And to come full circle. I, what I also learned in this process, as long as you're alive, you never know when something is going to open. Yeah. Because if anybody had told me, in 1991, that I was ever going to connect with my family, you know, in 2015 was when that happened. I mean, I was, I was almost 70 before I ever connected. And then to make it further, like with my uncle and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, I, I think it's a real lesson in you don't know what can be right around the corner. Yes. As long as you're alive, don't give up hope is and what I've Keep learned. your heart open. Keep your heart open. Because you never know. You exactly. really don't. So we came for a circle. You met your family. Mm-hmm. You, you've healed so many relationships. I mean, or, or you healed a part of yourself mostly. Right. So now we come to a point where you're a therapist mm-hmm. and kids and families together, like, how was that born? How did, how did we birth that? I would say, again, it was birthed out of a dream. At the beginning, I went and did a lot of training, and I met with a lot of people, and I really believe in authenticity, and I don't have to know everything. I just believe I have to show up and be willing to learn. And I, I believe because of all I had already been through, I was drawn to exactly the things that I needed to be drawn to, mm-hmm. to, to make, to make a difference. And so, I mean, that's me looking back now. I wouldn't say I knew that then, but I knew that I, that once my kids were launched, I knew I wanted to do something meaningful. And I knew that I was 
really connected to adoption because the other piece of this is my sister that I was raised with, my sister that I grew up with. She actually adopted, she and her first husband Mm. adopted three kids Mm. out of foster care, all who had the same mother, different fathers. They were not super young and they came with a lot of trauma Mm. and she didn't know anything. I didn't know anything at the time really either, how much you really have to understand trauma and, and, and how to show up for these kids. Mm. So I think that pulled me into wanting to learn more and to be able to support her. And then the other piece in this is I have a niece that I am very close to. We both came into the Friedlander family at the same time. And she's Amerasian. And mm. she she came out of the whole fall of Saigon. Oh, you know, those wow. kids mm-hmm. that all, you know, in... In 1975, they were getting all because they were worried about what was going to happen, you know, to these kids that were mixed. After the war. Yeah, after Mm -hmm. the war. So they got her out and she was adopted by my brother-in-law and his wife. And she and I were we just always were close because mm-hmm. we were two yeah, people that were adopted. And, yeah. yeah, and so she was very open and real, and we were always really close. Well, then she, when she decided to go find her birth mom, and this is before I had found my siblings, mm-hmm. I was still in the very negative, my mom was not yeah. coming around at all. She asked me to go to Vietnam with her, to just, we thought we were just going to be putting down some beginning steps. Well, we actually found all her birth family and her mom. And let me tell you, she had the absolute reunion that we all would want to have. Her mother did not let her out of her arms, I swear, for like 24 hours. Mm. And I mean, her mom spoke very little English. Mm -hmm. I mean, very little. And Wen doesn't speak Vietnamese. Uh It was so interesting because all she spoke, of course, when she got here was Vietnamese. But within within six months, she had lost all her Vietnamese. Uh And we wonder if some of that's just the trauma because why we know she lost it is because we connected her up with a Vietnamese family that was living here and they spoke to her in Vietnamese and it was like, she didn't understand what they were saying. Yeah, she was. So anyway, so she had this incredible reunion with her mom and her mom couldn't stop saying how happy she was because she knew then she had had a good life. She graduated from UCLA. You know, I mean, her mom even wrote in one of the things that she was afraid that she coming here that she would just be used for domestic oh, help. Yes. Uh, not that there weren't things that they would do differently yeah. now because she still grew up in a way too white mm-hmm. community and yeah. had all of those issues that we now know we need to be much more mindful of, you know, but she's also an LMFT and she does a lot of work, you know, with all kinds of people. And it has just been amazing. I I bet for her mother, her mother was probably like, thank God I made a good decision. I I really do. Because I think her mom knew she was so grateful that we brought her back, you know, mm-hmm. that we never tried to take her away from her culture. We wanted her to be proud of her culture. But that, that yes, that she had been given a good life. And she was her firstborn child. She had actually lived 
with the father. He was a he was an American soldier, mm. and they lived together. He, I think she was about seven months pregnant when he got sent back to the states. He thought he was going to be able to get her out. Well, you know they weren't letting anybody out, you know. So so she just went on to have the baby. And I don't even think that they probably couldn't even have really communicated. But when he did eventually marry a woman here and everything, he told her all about his, you know, the person he was with and that he knew that he had a child. And um, so when found him, you know, she's, (laughs) it's been amazing that she was able to fill in many gaps within her own life. So it's the other side of the coin. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's come to me so personally in all these different ways. So it was just some a passion project, really. Exactly. And a service and service of people like that have had a history similar to you. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you so much, Faith, for sharing your story. That's my story. And thank you. You're wonderful to talk with. Thank and you. I love this. I, I would, love this. I would do it with her any day. You're very comfortable. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Uh, Faith Freelander, she's a co-founder of Kids and Families Together. You can check them out and support them at kidsandfamilies.org. Thank you. Wow. It's all things 805. We are connecting community, culture, and climate of Ventura County and beyond. I'm your host, Miss Alanette. I would like to say thank you to our guests today on the show, Nikki Leanne and Gabby Cifuentes, the co-founders of Body Brain Train in the city of Simi Valley. If you need more information about their event that's coming Saturday, March 25th, you can check out the information on our Instagram page at all.things.805 or visit bodybraintrain.org. Also, I'd like to thank Faith Friedlander, co-founder of Kids and Families Together in the city of Ventura. They are currently doing a donation drive for their Heart to Heart program for their Spring Fling gift giveaway, which I believe is April 1st. The deadline for donations for the donation drive is Wednesday, March 29th. If you need more information, you can call them at 805-643-1446 extension 108 or visit kidsandfamilies.org. And if you have an event, resources you would like to get out to the community, a message, something you're passionate about and you need the community to know about, please be a guest on All Things 805. You can send an email to allthings805radio at gmail.com. And whenever, wherever, however, and whenever you are listening to All Things 805, I just want to let you know that you are greatly appreciated. We're connecting community, culture, and climate of Ventura County and beyond on All Things 805, part of the Allen Network. You have a blessed day, and I'll be talking to you very soon.